It's all right. Take a moment. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to All Things SR's podcast. Good morning, Leslie. Good morning, Pam. Good morning, everybody and on the chat. Ha- and everybody who's listening off, uh, off time, I hope you're all having a good day. Doing well. How about you, Pammy? Mm-hmm. Oh, I've had a, a bang-up couple of days. <laughs> But we really haven't chatted with them it's been fun. since the epic concert. I just realized that. You're right. You're right. So we have a lot to share. We didn't. We haven't. Mm-hmm. You know. Oh. Uh-huh. And Betty I'm says... Just a, I'm just a normal person. <laughs> Betty says, maybe it's just me, but every time I listen to Spanish guitars, it reminds me of Paul. He did travel to Spain. Betty, you are masterful. That is like minutes. And she wants to drink sangria with him. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Me too. Well, this is Jesse Cook. This is Jesse Cook. He's actually a Canadian guitarist, but he does the Spanish guitar. And I'm just being a little influenced by the fact that Esther is trying to hurry up and finish this Mm. book. So. I cannot wait to any, dig the other into day, all things um, Spain <laughs> with, uh, I know, with I know. his new storytelling. It's going to be so great. I'm really excited about it. It will be. It will mm. be. Betty's asking, how was the concert? You know, it's, uh, well, let's put it this way. I want what he's having, and especially in my knees. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly. 73 years old, three hours. He performed for three hours. It was incredible. Pam knows my faith in Bruce and the E Street Band has been restored. That concert was Uh phenomenal. You know, I was thinking about it. I was reflecting on it yesterday um, afternoon. And I love going to see live music. I've been lucky. I've been able to go see a lot of good shows. There was so much love in that room. There was such a warmth and a vibrancy. Oh. And there was such a love and communion. I'm going to use that word. It, it, it was mm-hmm. a very special bond between Bruce and his bandmates. And also between all of the musicians and the fans. 
there was so much love mm-hmm. and camaraderie oh, that, it is, and it is. inside jokes and it was really just it was so beautiful and uplifting and you know to Pam's point about what we want what he has his energy level was mm-hmm. unbelievable I, I could not believe he was yep. 73 absolutely like he just brought out absolutely it was really beautiful it was so Thank you, Shell. It was, it, she's, Shell said it sounds amazing, Leslie. It really was. It was such a beautiful, mm-hmm. it, it kind of reminds me of, you know, our fandom in a little bit. You know, there's so much uh, excitement and love around the joy. art, right? And, and the joy and the support mm-hmm. of each other. It just was, it was so moving. Um, the fact that he had uh, Clarence's nephew playing in the band just, uh well, he I, he he brought Jake into the band not long after Clarence mm-hmm. died when they were going on tour, and Jake, he even in an interview he gave he said that Jake would have to earn you know even though he was Clarence's nephew, he would have to earn his right to be in the band, right. and he he has gotten to mm-hmm. that point which is great. I mean, he said that the same thing about his wife Patty, who unfortunately wasn't playing Saturday yeah. night. I don't know where she was, but, um, you, you know, they, they, when they decided, uh, to, to get married and she wanted, she's a beautiful singer and she does play mm-hmm. guitar. Um, you know, if you want to be, when we're on stage, you're just a band member. You're not my wife at that right. point. So they try, cause they want to keep that work personal mm-hmm. separated, which is fine. And sometimes they would bring it together. Like there were a couple songs in concerts past when she was there that they would sing together. And, uh, you know, so from that standpoint, but it's, it's not totally blurred either. So, which mm-hmm. is great. So yeah, it was kind a lot of, a of fun. Like I mean, uh, they, they were like in this chapter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Very much like that. And, uh, you know, it, it's funny because she, you, they, they just so much fun to to go to. And he has such a repertoire of songs now that, you know, everybody wants what particular song. And I think he played like 30 songs, 28 songs, something like that. And um, but, you know, it's not his you know, it's not all his past hits. It's not all his newer album it's a it's a combination of everything which is really good it was really really you know great vibe and he mm. says glad to hear bruce's wife has a good voice unlike yoko oh no <laughs> oh, you, you, you don't want to hear the screaming <laughs> <laughs> yes yes Brenda, exactly we went to the concert to research that's right <laughs> for research, yes. Uh, of course, research purposes. And Brenda also said the pictures were great. Uh, I know y'all obviously. had an amazing time and you really, really did. It yeah. was what well, it really was just there was pure joy. Yeah. It was really great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And if you're interested in hearing that the Bryce Jordan Center concert, it is out on YouTube by a guy uh, uh, by a guy by the name of Jim Porter. He has the whole entire. Oh, you know what? I'm going to try and look fact, that I, up. I sent you the link. Did you? I sent you the link this. Yes, but I, I know, but I'm going to I'm going to look at. Well, actually, I'll pull it from the email then. Yes. Okay. Oh, well, it was a chat. It was in message. No, oh, okay. So yeah, so it was absolutely fantastic. Absolutely. 
And I'll tell you what, we, Leslie dropped me off at, at an entrance because <laughs> as everybody may know, my knees are not the best. And um, thank God she Oh, did. my God. <laughs> thank God I did it right. And thank God I went to Penn State and was really familiar with that part of the campus because um, even though we bought advanced parking, it was sold out the first couple uh, venue, parking decks. So I parked in Eisenhower mm-hmm. Auditorium's deck for anyone who knows Penn State, um, a place I used to walk by every day when I was a freshman to get to classes. So I knew it well. It is a good 15, 16 minute walk to Bryce Jordan Center from there. So it's about a mile away. Mm-hmm. And of course, as soon as I dropped yeah. him off, it started to snow. <laughs> so I had my winter. <laughs> yeah, you look one direction, it's snowing like crazy. You look the other direction, the sun's out. Oh my out. gosh, it was unbelievable. Yeah. But um, I'll tell you what. It was it was worth it. It was really worth it. It was such a beautiful, mm-hmm. a, a joyful event. I, I can't even. It was, and 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 no, I am not a stalker. Rabbit fan, maybe, but not a stalker. <laughs> <laughs> you are a fan. You are a so, true blue. Yes, I am. Fan. Um, I, you know, I, I haven't seen him 37 times on this tour or I, I, there were, there, you remember the Grateful Dead used to have the deadheads that would follow the the band around all the time. Well, I'm not that bad, (laughs) but there are, there are fans like that. They, they do, they'll, you know, this one woman, she was talking about, oh, I, I overheard on the radio this week. Oh, I've been to 700 shows or whatever crazy number. And I'm like, you know, first of all, 90% of those shows she's playing a scalper for. So she she spent she spent a lot of money on that oh, show. Oh, you'd have to. Not that he's not worth it, but... I mean, he does give you your money's worth. But it's crazy. But it is... Um, yes, he There does. is a price tag. Not Ticketron's money's worth, though. <laughs> Ticketmaster makes you pay. Ticketron's uh, fees or whatever it is. The fees yeah, they're, were they're yeah, ridiculous. Fees, you know. My husband calls it Ticket Bastard, not Ticketmaster, uh-huh. um, because of the amount of fees that they charge fans on top of everything. Mm-hmm. Um, well, it's <laughs> funny because I was talking to Kenzie earlier this week, and um, Lorena McKennett's coming around in concert. And she's got a whole bunch of shows. She's going to be in Maine. She's going to be in New York, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, uh, Ohio, all kinds of places. So anyway, so we're, I was looking at the ticket prices for them. And t- uh, Kenzie had mentioned, had texted me saying she was coming around. And I, then she looked at the ticket because she saw her at another place. And she said the tickets were not anywhere near that price. They were a lot lower, so it's Ticketmaster that's, or Ticketron, or, Live Nation, or whatever entity it is, it's the one that's charging them so much. So, in any event. Yes, well. So what else is going on I, this week? So much. I work, work, and more work right now for me. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But it's. It's pretty exciting um, stuff that we're doing. So, but it's kind of um, 
event season. So we have a lot of preparation getting people to um, at conferences and having our getting our presenters lined up and all that kind of stuff. So that's, you know, I've, I've been dealing with that a lot. And of course, my mom's getting better, which is great. Um, good. So, and my aunt came to visit, which is wonderful. So there's been some good things that my cousin had mm-hmm. a birthday, you know, lots of life going on. Yeah. Um, that's, that's a, yeah. And, um, actually, and I, and, uh, it's been good. I was going to say, Anna, good. I saw with Anna, I saw, I'm sorry that 91, uh, lost their game the other day, but it's great that he got the apprenticeship and the operators union. I know, uh, 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 when I lived in Hastings, the one of my neighbors was in the union, they, and it was fabulous. So. They have fantastic that training programs. I mean, that's huge. They do. That's they do. really, really good. Um, and there's so much need mm-hmm. for people in the trades. Really, if you have Absolutely. a young person in your life, have them explore the different opportunities um, that unions can offer. Um, they have a lot of training programs. Mm-hmm. I know there's a, a demand for plumbing and electricians in particular. Um, so, mm-hmm. yeah, it's really worth uh, checking out. And absolutely, I liked the way you said that, Elena. Hills and valleys. Yes. Hills and valleys. Hills and valleys. Oh, yeah. But we oh, are yeah. definitely looking forward to new more news. Um, Yeah, we are. I, you know, SR has been um, busy. Yes, yes. <laughs> he's uh, he's hoping, you know, one of the things he mentioned this week is that he's hoping to be able to uh, get this book finished fairly soon. And and, uh, and he'll have more details on that coming up. And he's really excited about that. He said that he heard from Passion Flicks, it sounds like the release date for part one of Gabriel's Redemption will be released much sooner than he thought. Um, so so stay tuned for more details. I know that Passion Flicks themselves have watched a first cut of uh, the first uh, part of that one. And don't forget that next week he's going to be with us next week uh, to discuss the book that he's been doing for the Lenten reading. Uh, Sister Wendy's uh, The Art of, of Lent. So, which, if you haven't gotten it, it please do, because it really is. It's It's got some really detailed information, not only about the painting, but he, they've broken it up uh, each week of Lent as, as a different entity, like silence and um, contemplation and, you know, soulfulness that kind of stuff and it's really when you read it you can actually start thinking about what's going on with it so it's enjoyable I, I've, I've been I've been into it so of course I'm about two days behind right now but oh, that's I'm right. more days behind than that but it's been busy <laughs> but I'm uh it's been a busy I, week one of the things I'm um, doing I was planning to take a long extended weekend which now has turned into I'm going away and working remotely, um, but I'll be heading up to Rhode Island um, with my travel, my travel friends, um, the ladies that I call my brain trust, who we 
traveled around the, uh, at least part of my brain trust. Many people in my life are part of my brain trust, including you, Pam. Um, mm-hmm. And you. the we're we're heading up, um, and like I said, I'll be working and relaxing up there, and I'm planning to read a lot of uh, the book at that time. Elena says it's a great little book. Yes, it's it totally is. It is. is. It's I'm, really, um, it was a really great selection on SR's part, and it's very approachable, which I think is great. It is, and, and one, of the, one of the things that I found fascinating with it is the way <clears throat> when you look at the art, it starts out one way, and it goes through the week with different um, images that take you to a place where you can follow whatever the thought stream is for the week. So it's it's good. It really is. I liked it. I like it very much. So anyway, and then I understand that um, Ashley is starting a new job this week. So good luck with that. And uh, that'll be exciting. That's really wonderful. Hopefully yeah. you will. Yeah. Um, have new adventures in that job and have uh, mm-hmm. have some good a lot of goodness come your way Ashley that's so good and and uh, Anna I, I can just uh, pass on um, an old friend from New York who uh, retired a couple years ago is still playing Lisaki mm-hmm. it's not professional but he has a great, he, he plays every week, and he's even found a league in North Carolina to where he retired to. So it doesn't have to end for him if he doesn't want it to, which is great. But anyway, anyway, so this week I um, had the opportunity to celebrate all things Khan family, Phil and his uh, nephews and nieces all converged this week to that some that he hasn't seen in in a number of years uh to go down to where his artwork is and to do that and have dinner with them so we went to this place in south philadelphia called ralph's and if you ever get to philadelphia it's at ninth and catherine it is without a doubt one of the best uh good italian food all kinds it's supposedly the oldest italian restaurant in the country i'm sure new york has a few older but they let's what they they promise on and they've got all these pictures from like 1900 and stuff of the place so i'm sitting across from one of phil's nephews and they got the waiter comes over and he's taking our meal and if anybody who who knows the story of south philadelphia it's it's fairly um connected shall we say and uh like New York's Little Italy is fairly connected. And um, so we're sitting there and the guy turns to the waiter and he says, didn't Joey Merlino kill somebody around here? I was like, oh my God, you don't say that. terrible to say. That's, oh my Lord. That's not appropriate in any way, shape or form. <laughs> no, no. And Betty, you do hear the doors. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I, they reminded me, my uncle, I was in Little Italy with my sister and brother-in-law and my uncle uh, around Christmas time. We'd gone to the uh, Rockefeller Center. We saw the ice skaters. We did um, 
Radio City, the, the Christmas show that they were saying. And uh, I parked the car and my uncle's like, I'm, I'll park with you, <laughs> you know, whatever. And this car behind, you know, we're waiting for the attendant to come take the car and I can get the ticket and there's a guy that pulls up behind me and, you know, very shark skin suit, mm -hmm. you know, lots of pinky rings and then all that. And, uh, you know, like a scene out of the uh, Goodfellas. And my uncle goes, are there mafia around here? And I was like, oh, jeez. No, it's things you don't do. Anyway. Betty, <laughs> Betty's emoji says it all. In the chat, <laughs> but he said I would have looked at the waiter and asked yeah. him to check and just leave. <laughs> yeah, Ron, uh -huh, Barnes, Ron. Uh -huh. Shell says open yeah. mouth, insert foot. Yeah, absolutely, definitely, definitely mm. not the thing to so do. The waiter walks. No, so the waiter walks around and it walks away, and I says, you know, I shouldn't have sat here with my back to the door. <laughs> oh my gosh. So, anyway. anyway. Uh, well, I'm, is Phil doing okay? You, oh, you yeah. Hanging out with their family. Phil does, Phil, Phil does not remember being sick this past fall. Mm, well, maybe that's not a bad thing. Which, that's a good thing. No, it's not a bad thing. But, uh, yeah. So, he's he gets excited when his family uh, comes to visit. As we all are at yeah. times. I'm not going to say all the time, but I'm going to say at mm -hmm. times. <laughs> Understood. Definitely. So, Definitely. Anyway, yeah. Um, <laughs> and yeah, Elaine, Elaine is like, what chapter are we up to, Pam, in your book? <laughs> Betty said, that just reminded no me of clue. the last scene of The Sopranos. Um, yeah, when the door opened and it goes to black, yes. Oh, my gosh. And uh, the Journey song. Yep. Don't Stop Believing. Yep. yep. That's right. Uh, I'll never forget going to a restaurant with my family uh, that summer after the show ended. And my cousin Bobby and I were sitting next to each other, and, and I said to we should get onion rings for the table. Because <laughs> that's what they did in the Sopranos. But anyway. Oh, my gosh. Anyway, I digress. You digress, but so that, in a good basic, way. Um, yes. Yeah, Betty said Phil can't remember because he probably had a bottle of Willie's Vintage. <laughs> this is true. I'll be honest with you, Betty. That is probably could very well be true because nobody thought he was going to make it when he was in the hospital. Mm -hmm. And uh, you know, having to keep his his niece from crying because he's not with it. Yeah, for a man who's ninety eight going on ninety nine was a lot. So, in any event. So, as I said, you know, SR is going to be here next week, and he's writing, hoping to finish his current book soon, and about about Gabriel's Redemption Part 1. So, stay tuned for those details. Yes. And, that, and that's all the news that's fit to print from SR Yes, World. SR is really excited, and I know a lot of the readers I saw in the chat, Cheryl can't wait for the new book. Betty said the new novel will be out of this world. Um, yes. Mm -hmm. Very, very excited. And he just sounds like he's having a good time writing, which I love. You know, I, 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 I hope yeah, he's I think he's, I think he, you know, you know, I really, really mm -hmm. good. And Betty's noting 
We're not just having SR. No, we're, next we're not going Saturday. there today. <laughs> Pam's birthday is coming no. too. For those of you who don't know, mm-hmm. uh, Pam's birthday is one week from today, April 1st. It's no joke. Oh, yeah. We're celebrating Pam. So Not I had told her last week that it was the official start of her birthday season, um, kicking off with the great Bruce Springsteen. So um, That's lots exactly, of good yeah. vibes coming away, Pam. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Anna says, maybe good that he doesn't retain that memory at for Phil at 98. His world should be filled with good memories. That's yes, true. and Betty said, you're going to be 25, right, Pam? I, actually, I'm going to be, let me see. Are you reversing your numbers? I don't do the math on I don't think it, <laughs> I think it doesn't work on this. <laughs> subtract, subtract something. <laughs> I will. <laughs> uh, it, I'll be 39, actually. <laughs> you and Jack Benny, right? <laughs> If you yes. don't know the reference, Google it. Well, next year I'll be I'll be forty. I'll be forty <laughs> next year. So it's, it's the anniversary of when I stopped counting. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yes. Uh-huh. Uh, happy early birthday coming from many many people, and also happy early yeah. birthday to Brenda. Hers is right after Pam. Yes, I didn't realize that. Happy early birthday, That's right. Brenda. That's right. <laughs> Elena saying, glad you're going to catch up next with me, day. Age is a number only, Anna says. <laughs> and Shell's wishing that's happy right. birthday to and all that's why I stopped counting. Which is great. So we yeah. oh, is it when, have a lot. When Isabella was about six years old, she always said to me, how old, give me, how old are you? Because you're an old lady. <laughs> <laughs> Smack that child. <laughs> and um, so I would tell her the anniversary number. Oh, Okay. <laughs> Never faced. She her. wouldn't know one way or the other. And yes, Betty's saying no. Aries power. No. So that's exactly yes, it. yes. Bring that Ugh. good energy. Anyhow. So anyhow, we actually absolutely um, before we dive into this next part of the chapter, Sr. did uh, mm-hmm. respond back. Um, he blamed St. Patrick for not responding um, to the questions before last podcast. But we did ask him a couple questions uh, about the chapter last podcast that I wanted to go over before we dug into the next part. And as you remember, this was mm-hmm. the epic and the scene's going to be so great to watch. Um, this scene is uh, the lecture... And at the conference, before the conference, people are preparing and they're chatting and who is there but the evil, wicked Krista with Pacciani mm-hmm. and she starts spreading the lies. And Gabriel walked in and Julia walked in on it and the showdown started. Uh, Julia didn't want him to make a scene, so she kind of pulled him back. Swooping in to save the day was Catherine Picton, who pretty much called out Krista and dist- really shredded her and Pacciani. Um, but by that point, Gabriel's seething and Julia was upset and pretty angry that Gabriel didn't listen to her initially and back down from her. So 
Yeah. When we were we were asking SR about all of this and he I we the question was did Gabriel truly believe he was predisposed to violence? Um because one of the things he had done as you remember is he was reflecting on his his past and his father in particular. And um and SR said yes he does. Part of his past and his perception of what his father was like. And was he afraid he would act on his impulses, we asked. And he definitely said yes. Um, he was uh, very afraid of that, um, which I understand. Uh, given his history, he was certain he was going to have these, um, you know, these knee-jerk reactions that were very violent. Um and yes, Benny notes the conference scenes are so going to be so good. Shell said CFP and Ponciani. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah. It feels like a gladiator fight scene, mm-hmm. but with words and stuff. Gladiators. Really, really true. Yeah, yeah I, can, I can imagine Russell mm-hmm. uh, going through the uh, fields with hands over the... I, the love, I love him in that movie. I love that movie. Okay. I digress. Yeah, good. Um, Shell said, I always pictured Pacciani as bald and paunchy. <laughs> Pacciani, I love it. No, I, I, I figured him to be a suave Italian man. Smarmy. A suave. Rico suave. Really smarmy, yes. Smarmy. But I, I did think he was going to be a little, uh, a little, I don't know. I didn't realize he was going to be as attractive. Well, he's a little bit older than her as but... he was. Betty's like me. Fight, fight, fight. Oh, I that I did, I did, mm-hmm. I did. Only because he seems to have a lot of graduate students on the oh, side. Yeah. So from his wife. So I, I, you know, and aside from a power thing, I think there would be. I I think if you're going to have that many students going up to you, that. You know, I'm not blaming the students. I'm blaming him on acting on the students, but right, I could see him good right. looking. Well, we also asked us our why mm-hmm. did you include the flashback to Anne in this third book? Had you considered sharing this scene in Rapture? And he said, truthfully, I can't remember. It was part of the backstory I had in mind. But since Gabriel was unwilling to be explicit about what happened when he was speaking to Julia in Inferno. I think the narrative didn't lend itself to depicting it. So that makes sense to me too. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I was, I was curious though, because I mean, how do you decide where to put flashbacks in? Right. That was kind of where I was driving at. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Um, and I, you know, I, I like that the fact that this was definitely part of the backstory of the character. Um, mm-hmm. So, and you know, Betty was saying she actually imagined Pacciani being attractive but cruel. Um, and she said, uh, and Anna says, Gabriel, we're going to work on that self-loathing and you thought of violence predisposition. You will channel and fight with your words and power now, Anna, the therapist, coming in for the save. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And... Betty notes that the boss always writes attractive people in his books. Um, Ellie said, I believe SR mm-hmm. did describe Pacciani as having a bit of a belly under, but the actor makes it more of a competitor in the films. In my mind, he is attractive on the outside. Yeah. Okay. I think you're right on that point. 
Yeah, but you can you can you can still have a bit bit of a paunch and still be good oh, looking. Oh, definitely. I mean, not not you know not every good le- good looking man has the uh, official six pack and and the in and the right. if you not know every the, yeah the muscle definition. that's for sure. Um, but, and Ellie know. said, um, or I mean, Shell noted that I think the fact he was. Gabriel was worried about it proves he wouldn't truly be like his father, which is an excellent point. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he has, mm-hmm. he had more of a conscience. Uh, Betty's saying if there were this, we, I don't know that for sure. Cause we don't know the inside of his father's mind, but um, I think that's definitely a point. He's thoughtful about it. Betty notes if this were a musical, the professors would sing, tell me more, tell me more. Was it love that first night? Was it love at first night? <laughs> oh my gosh, Betty, you're fabulous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Anna noted that Gabriel's flashbacks to being punished, um, flashbacks to being punished by Anne, um, definitely play into that. Because mm-hmm. we um, asked why, and that's a great segue, Anna, because we asked why do you think he snapped? Mm-hmm. And she, he said he snapped because she was breaking him down psychologically. And there came a point at which he lost his temper and it surprised him because it, um, and it surprised him because he seemed to move and act without realizing it. Um, and which I'm sure not just surprised him, but kind of frightened him a little bit. Right. It was a little almost, um, unconscious. I think it did. Yeah, it was unconscious, and I think that it actually did surprise him that he he yeah. snapped that way. And he asked if, and we asked him, will he be able to control himself the next time he sees Krista? And in beautiful SR fashion, this is a very good question. Dot dot dot. <laughs> Stay tuned. In other words. Stay tuned. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be a. What was that line from the Betty Davis Buckle movie? Uh, Fasten <laughs> your seatbelt. Buckle up, boys. Ride. It's going to be a bumpy <laughs> ride. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, All About Eve. That's mm-hmm. such a great film. Um, Betty knows. Can you imagine good. if Julia discovered the professor and Professor Payne were in a BDSM relationship right there in front of all the other professors? She would be mortified. Oh my God! She yeah, that that since probably would have been an instant divorce for. Her. I don't think it would have been an instant divorce for her. I think, I think Gabriel probably would have taken her out. <laughs> Not Julia, Krista. Although I don't know, I don't know how that would have gone down. It would have been awful. Once again, Shell said, Professor mm-hmm. Payne brought that backhand on herself by breaking the rules. I don't advocate violence, but dot, dot, dot. Um, that's true. I mean, she did break. Yeah, she, you know, there, there, well, there are certain guidelines know, they, in, in a BDSM relationship. So we don't know what they agreed upon. We don't know what the boundaries were or if there were boundaries, you know. Mm-hmm. We just don't know. All we know is that was a mm-hmm. bad, a bad scene. And Anna said, I don't recall his father being a fighter. Yes, he slapped Gabriel's mother, but that is the only act of violence. But impressionable on a young boy, his sister describes a successful and loving father. So, mm-hmm. 
and I think they're definitely very different. Um, they had very different impressions and experiences. So, I guess in Gabriel's mind, yeah, they definitely very did. Angelistic and very antagonistic. Anna notes Gabriel has a penchant to latch into onto one negative. This is true. Mm-hmm. This is why he's hard on himself too. Mm-hmm. So as we start the next That's part of the true. chapter, well, I'll, actually, I'll read this one from Betty before we get into it. Julia's insecure okay. and her self-esteem is sometimes fragile. If she found out about the BDSM, she would question if Gabriel has not been satisfied with her in the bedroom. I think that is right because she always was insecure about her uh, bedroom prowess, shall we say. And actually, in com- in comparison to Gabriel's sex god-like behavior. So, <laughs> that he is, um, yes. So, you know, they now are, you know, entering into the lecture hall. And Julia watched Gabriel as he walked into the room. He really wasn't too happy um, as he approached. He was glaring at Christian Pacciani before taking his seat in the lecture theater between Catherine and Julia. And as she tried to concentrate on the use of the number three um, in the Divine Comedy Lecture, she just really was having a hard time. It was incredibly dry. She said both the, presenta- both the presentation and the subject defined the, Gene- the Geneva Convention on Cruel and Unusual Punishment. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever been in a train or to someone and it felt like it would never end? I think that's where she's going for. I think so too. I mean, there I, there have been uh, things I've been a part of, and, and more so business wise than on an election. Get over it. Get over. Get get mm-hmm. on with this. Mm-hmm. You know? It was really painful, and mm-hmm. she could feel the waves of anger coming off of Gabriel. And it just made the situation even a bit more difficult. And out of the corner mm-hmm. of her eye, she noticed Gabriel taking copious notes. And, you know, as she thought about what just happened, she was really disappointed. She wasn't angry because she realized this was kind of part of his MO. It's kind of part of how he operates. He, he's this avenging mm-hmm. angel that would step in and protect and defend her. But she really didn't like fighting with him in general, and especially not in a public setting. Um, and I think even more so not in their professional, in, in a setting around their professional colleagues. Mm-hmm. So, so <clears throat> she really didn't like when he made a scene in public in front of so many important people, even with Catherine picked in defending him. And she knew he was trying to defend her, and kind of was thinking, I should probably give him some slack. I shouldn't be reacting this way. He really was trying to help. So, <laughs> Betty said, really, Julia? I think I enjoy fighting with Gabriel. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Betty, you would. I love it. Well, it's the makeup, you know. It's the makeup the toys. <laughs> Really good. Well, in, in Betty's case, it was defending uh, her beloved Paul, I think. 
And Anna mm-hmm. notes Gabriel's abandonment issues truly are at the root of this. The Clarks rescued him but failed him as well in not having necessary family adoption services, whereas past, present, and future would have been explored and led to acceptance. Well, I can tell you, Anna, and you probably know this, I think at that time in that area, there were not sufficient practitioners to help him through this. <laughs> Um, I could be wrong, but just knowing that area. I I got a little message from, I got a little message from SR this morning, just now, (laughs) since he's, if you can't hear it, stinging like crazy. Um, He said to say hello to everybody and thank you to all. And he is now watching part one of Gabriel's Redemption. Oh my gosh. So Mm -hmm. he is watching the rough cut. Um... And I did see some chat about that. I know SR had indicated it might be coming out a little earlier than he anticipated. I still think it's, we have months and months and months to go though, guys. So I don't, I do, I I do. I I don't think it's going to be November, December, like I initially thought, but I think it's still going to take time. Um, So we'll just see what happens on the film front. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. well, I, I think I heard it, for, it was either from Passion Flicks or might have been SR. I don't know which. Um, saying that they had worked on it over the holidays when they were from the, when they stopped shooting. Oh, definitely. Before they came back to I'm the United sure States, piece, so it's I'm possible. Sure they certain things together, but they still had a lot of stuff they filmed here that they have to inter, you know, intersperse in it. And then they have to smooth out the editing. And then they have to do the sound, and they have to do the quality and the, oh, I all of the that. things, I the coloring, that. and it's a huge, long process. Don't oh, I know that, but I think it's going to be sooner than no, 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 and maybe not even next month. But it, it's mm. I don't want it to come so soon. I want to have something to look forward to. I know I'm in the <laughs> minority here, and Lori, yes. No, you're not. Lori loves that we get Anna's perspective and insight here. I think it totally adds to the chat room and adds to the podcast. So thank you, Anna. I know we thanked you before, Mm -hmm. but it really is helpful. And Betty notes she will depend defend her Paul till she dies. Um, (laughs) Shell said, "I'll only defend Paul with Allison." Betty says, sharing is caring, boss. Sharing is caring. Absolutely. <laughs> um, but Brenda's saying only part one we are talking about, and she's thinking summertime, I think, and has the mm-hmm. nervous emoji um, coming out. Um, and Anna said, I beg to disagree. The Spawn, the statewide adoption network services have been around 30 years in all 68 counties, free via every county child welfare agency. This adoption did not follow protocol. I agree um, on that no, statement, Anna. But um, I think by this point, it would have been, um, I, it, I, it's very likely it was before Gabriel was born and in this situation. Well, no, because he would have been, he would have been an older kid. You're right. Timeline wise, you're definitely right. So, yeah, I know it can. I know it can take. Uh, it can take a long time to adopt a child. Yeah. From from folks that I know that have adopted children. Yeah. So that was definitely, untra- uh, non traditional. 
Um, Shell said, mm-hmm. I always thought the, the adoption was wonky. And Betty says, give us a warning so we can save some money for the film premiere. Yeah, Betty. Betty, that's, Absolutely. Where I'm, that's what I'm talking about, girl. I need some time. Mm-hmm. Um, as long as it's not in Atlanta in, well, in the summer. Pam, that's also like, where my uh, mind is going, too. I'm thinking. I know it was. We're going to be in hot Atlanta for I know sure. it was, because we'll you, 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 you want that heat. You want that heat. You know, I like the heat, but. Yes, I know. Um, so back to the lecture. Let's get back. S- SR's little. Um, mm-hmm. I'm excited he's watching that, though. That's great. Mm-hmm. So they're in the lecture, and she was contemplating where this going. <laughs> Brenda said, This is your warning. NYC, possibly? Um, I keep praying. I would love that. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Do not say out loud. Too late. She's guessing, though. It's a guesstimate. I think it could be Atlanta. I think we don't know if they're going to do what they did the last time and have viewers su- submit suggestions. You know, passion mm-hmm. flicks could do anything. Um, but Brenda's just saying, save your money now. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. And uh, as term, in terms of Anna's uh, explanation more of the adoption process, she said, yeah, that particular adoption of Gabriel was wonky. Typically, there is a mandated six months in the home for prior, prior to finalization, adoption, home study, family profile, child profile, et cetera. And Betty notes, if it's in Atlanta, I might not survive the height of humidity. I might have to shave my head like Britney Spears. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't even go there, Betty. Don't even go there. Hydrate <sighs> and moisturize, Betty. Shell notes. We'll see where we'll see what happens and when it happens, but I'm. Mm-hmm. Uh, we shall see. Stay tuned and just listen to the news to see what's the latest and the greatest. Mm-hmm. Um, she wanted going back to the lecture. Uh, and, you know, Julia's sitting there kind of contemplating what just happened, and she didn't like fighting with him, and she really wanted to reach out and touch Gabriel, but she was unsure how he would react. Would he look over his glasses and censor her? If he was rude and angry towards her, it would really hurt her. It had been such a long time since she had seen him so angry and really the last time was in Toronto. She remembered the classroom discussion when she challenged him about Paulina in the seminar and there was fury and then there was the passion, but this really made that really made her uncomfortable. It wasn't the time really to think about passion, especially during this lecture. And then her mind drifted off <laughs> Oh, thinking more about the passion, thinking more about their Mm -hmm. makeup, sex. And her mind then drifted over to conference sex. (laughs) Uh, Betty said, Julia, if you touched him, Gabriel, just growl. (laughs) Ellie's advocating for the premiere to go to the West Coast. (laughs) You never know. They've had, uh, they did have premieres. That's right. You never know. 
Part of it might be where people are at the time. So we'll just have to see. Um, so she's contemplating the sex, all kinds of conference sex, and she realized some academics did get into it. And if she touched him, he'd probably grab her and pull her into the nearest corner. <laughs> and she decided she better wait until they were back in the room. And uh, we asked SR, should one really avoid conference sex? <laughs> that is the question we posed him. <laughs> and his response. And his response was. Um, what, what do you, do you think? think? I love what readers think about conference sex. Shell said, just say no to conference sex. <laughs> what do you guys think? SR wants to know. Should we really avoid it? You know? Uh, it was kind of funny that he I, for one, am going to say, I'm, for one, I'm going to say, not necessarily. <laughs> I, I, I'm doing any kind of extra whatever flings and work colleagues are difficult, but um, yeah, they, they, there, there's a time and a place. Um, sure. uh, Brenda says sexy AF. Betty says never. Grumpy professor sex would be hot. <laughs> Mm. Pam says not necessarily you just said that Anna says conference sex um yep <laughs> Betty noted she'd love to see grumpy Professor Norris and that explains her comment there um just don't break any mm -hmm. buttons or underwear Betty notes Ellie said I think they can snuggle up between some ivy and statues around there <laughs> Shell said, in the conference room where goodness so knows who's done what. <laughs> to whom and for how much? I think you'd have to be discreet. But I think if you're discreet, why not? Absolutely. Absolutely. But, and Elena just took the words right out of my mouth. And I say, why not? If the opportunity arises, no pun intended. <laughs> oh, my gosh. SR has unleashed a good discussion here. Yeah, yeah, I'm for one is, you know, as long as you're discreet and it, as long as it's not ruining any relationships outside of what you're in, go for it. <laughs> Ellie said, <laughs> Ellie said, yeah, no black lights around there. <laughs> she said it is a college campus. <laughs> There might be there, there may there may be a few lava lamps around. <laughs> that he said, as long as it's between Julie and Gabriel, not between Krista and Gabriel. Oh, Anna says I can't mm. picture Paul being grumpy. He's a sad beagle. <laughs> Anna, I, I, I'm sure there has been lots of conference sex on that campus. Let's just put it that way. And Betty said, and as long as there isn't a crowd listening to the private meeting. <laughs> this is true. Sometimes that can be the most exciting part. <laughs> <laughs> Command performance. <laughs> no, trying to keep quiet while there's a crowd around. 
<laughs> Lori said, yes. Well said, Pam. Discreet is the word. Uh-huh. <laughs> Betty says, I can totally picture Paul Grumpy. You just have to know which buttons to push. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay. I love okay. it. I love it. Um, and Anna so said, got, it definitely so wouldn't be the first time. That's for sure. No, it wouldn't. Hey, if the, if the spirit moves you, I say, why not? Just be safe and wrap it up. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Helmets are always a, always a good thing to have around. Except when somebody pins one to a bullet and board. Right? <laughs> but <laughs> seen that happen, too. Anyway. That is funny. Yeah. And so, Julie. Yeah, yeah go ahead. No, go um, ahead. I was just going to finish that one little section. Um, you know, she thought about it and she definitely would wait. And then the next lecture went and it was still as torturous as the last. And it just kept going and going. And she feigned interest. Her mind wandered to where he listened to her. Krista would have spun. What would have happened if he would have listened to her? You know, Krista would have spun her web without such a large audience, but now she'd have to face this crowd after everything that happened. Krista had magnified her unease a hundredfold. And she just was kind of nervous about what's going to happen after the lecture. There you go, Pam, because I I read the question early. Yes. So uh, so Anna was saying, but doesn't Gabriel have a like colored (laughs) suit on? Watch for spotting. (laughs) And that's where it becomes important to have a good, clean hanky. He should talk to William. <laughs> Betty says, great. Now I'll think of grumpy sex all day long. <laughs> it reminds me of a girl I used to work with. I Don't ask why we got into this conversation one day at lunch. And she said, I can't stand the wet spot. So I always have a towel under me. <laughs> I guess you should uh, pre-plan for conference sex in case it happens. I, I, uh, be prepared. Always be prepared. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I Under know, Armour boxer briefs and the notes. <laughs> mm-hmm. They're they're helpful. Yes. In any event. <clears throat> <laughs> Julia would have much rather have him by her side during their mm-hmm. lunch break <laughs> and uh, cookie and tea breaks as well, or biscuits and tea, excuse me, running away. Uh, but they had decided to be apart so they could network uh, with the other conference mm-hmm. goers. So she, she uh, was forcing uh, small talk with, as Catherine and Professor Marinelli introduced her to various old friends of theirs. And Gabriel was on the other side of the room, and he was, you know, he's talking to a diff- lot of different people. And uh, as Julie, or as I put it, he was on a charm mission from the glances she mm-hmm. received. And because uh, he was speaking about her. And uh, so, but, you know, and it's like women all flock to him. No, he's a good-looking man. Charismatic, has that presence. Yep. 
Yeah, and so women flock to him no matter where he is. And there's there was always one or two around him no matter where he was. And to be fair, he was very patient with them and not encouraging them. And Julie was focusing on her own interactions with the other academics, but couldn't help but keep appraised of where he was. He's always like, you know, in the corner mm-hmm. of your eye somewhere. And I'm sure she is too in his. So uh, she also marked Krista's position in the room and sent daggers her way. You know, hopefully that'll stop her. But she noticed that Pacciani was following her, like he was following her, looking at her, going around. And, you know, never trying to approach or talk to her. Um, and he, he always had Krista by his side. She was just like, he was very content with that. Uh, even though she was flirting with mm-hmm. everybody. Mm-hmm. Messed up girl that she is. Um, but she even Pat thought Johnny winked at her at one point. Mm-hmm. Creepy. So she's creepy. creepy is right. So she she's drinking his tea, her tea, and uh, speaking with the other professors about their latest research projects. She was longing for the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Krista's working so the room. that he said she and she is. She's looking for that next conquest <laughs> with Gabriel's the bow tie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Chris was looking for the next conquest. Mm-hmm. So anyway, um, one of the questions that was asked to SR is considering that Julie and Gabriel were married, uh, were, why were they being discreet about holding hands? And SR said, with respect to the conference, I think Julianne and Gabriel are trying to be discreet. It'll, it will become common knowledge that they're married, but I think they wanted to make sure it looked professional at mm-hmm. this point. He also thought that Gabriel and Julianne are developing both as individuals as, as a couple. And now they're in a professional environment as a couple where they don't have to hide. But I think they'll find that there will be complications. Mm-hmm. Ding, ding, ding. Just like Bruce and Patty. So. <laughs> just like Bruce and Patty is right. So, Not the complications, just the working together in a professional setting. Yeah, and I mean, I yeah. Listen, I've worked with married couples, and it, it's, you can, those lines can be blurred, and sometimes they can be blurred rather badly, mm-hmm. and other times they're okay. I mean, I often talk about two couples that I used to work with, and um, Don and Tito got married. It was Tito's first marriage, Donna's second. They had kids, and then we they had this these this other couple. Mo- come to work when they were hired they they said that they weren't a couple but about two months after they were hired they got married and that was Nick's fourth marriage and her third marriage mm. so I mean you know we're, we're, and this the t- two couples used to like to go to Atlantic City a lot to gamble and they would go down like once a month or whatever Donna had kids, so and Tito had kids, so it wasn't like they could just up and leave every weekend. Although I'm sure they would have if they could. Mm-hmm. And uh, but Nick and Barbara were not; they had no children at all. So except for a dog, so it's you know she would send the dog to her sisters. Anyway, as it turns out, they, it gets rather creepy because now um, 
Nick and Barbara get divorced, and then Don and Tito get divorced, and now uh, Donna and Nick are married. Uh, well, and it's it, it's just yeah. like Anna mo- noted in the comments, the jealousy, right? She mm-hmm. said jealousy breed com- breeds complications, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that's for sure. That is for sure. And, and Betty was saying, you know, who's discreet about showing displays of affection, physical, is Ma and Pa Norris. <laughs> you know, one of the most comforting things I know for for me around Patrick and for my mom and dad were the little hugs, the kisses, the you know, the you catch sometimes you catch them in a a moment. Mm-hmm. And that was always very comforting because you knew your parents loved each other. Yeah. It's a beautiful. I mean, it didn't, it, you know. I think. I mean, they. It is a beautiful thing. It's very reassuring. It is. It is. <laughs> and I know my parents divorced, and but it, you know, at the time, it was a it was a different story. So, anyway, yes, and and you know, in terms of the story, uh, there was a there was this there was some discussion in the chat about you know Pacciani and. Uh, you know, Anna notes Julian just needs to flash her wedding rings and let the diamonds blind. CFP Julian is naive, but regarding Pacciani, but at least is wary of him, which is true. And mm-hmm. um, she also had noted uh, regarding Pacciani, or that he was a pawn in CFP's plan to get Gabriel. Um, he oh, he absolutely. just thought with his dick, which is very true. It's part of his character, <laughs> or lack thereof. <laughs> that he says, "You never want to catch mom and dad doing sixty-nine in the kitchen." <laughs> Betty, you take me out every time. You are on fire and fuego, my friend. Mm-hmm. Fuego. Now I, I know my friend Corey, as an adult, met what you know went into his parents' house with one of. He was taking one of the babies, and I mean baby, not toddler, yeah. uh, to visit his their grandparents and uh, walked in on his mom and dad. They weren't, it wasn't oral, but <laughs> it was in the kitchen. Well, so. cut to the table sex, uh, kitchen table sex scene. Uh, Absolutely, you know. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh-huh. I, you know, there there are a lot of places, a lot of rooms that need to be christened in any way you want to christen them. <laughs> they, they were bad. <clears throat> yes, they as, were. As Pitbull so, says. <laughs> uh-huh, they were. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. We're, this is going downhill fast. <laughs> and yes, Lori notes is. that so, is not discreet, Betty. <laughs> <laughs> But that's that's not a conference sex either. That's a home sex, so it's a little <laughs> different. slightly different. So anyway, so Gabriel was seeing uh, that Julia was squirming in her seat during the last lectures, and thought perhaps maybe maybe she needed to use the restroom badly. And meanwhile, he'd been stewing in his anger and frustrations over Krista. And he was in the middle of composing a speech that he was going to give Julia as they got to the when they got back to their room. And uh, but there was a note that was slipped to him, and in the note, and now I'm, I'm quoting this from the book, so I, I don't mean to plagiarize anything. This is directly from SR. 
So he says, I don't want to fight. I'm sorry. Thank you for defending me. I'm sorry you mentioned Professor Payne. So and Gabriel read the, the, this note twice and, and the side of Julia's contrition written saying she was sorry, even though it was, she hadn't done, she'd done almost nothing. And while he had hoped she would have given him more support, he coveted her compassion. It's a plight that he had because he, of his intense desire to protect her. And I don't know whether it's, uh, you know, his desire to protection or to control, but I think we'll, we'll, we'll leave that to Dr. Anna. So, um, and Ellie's saying, you know, no kid wants to see their parents in a sex act, sex act. but showing affection teaches a young or adult what a healthy, loving, affectionate marriage looks like. And this is so true. And so does working through a disagreement, she said. That, that's exactly right. So, so as, as he's reading this note and he's looking at it, um, you know, his needing his needed to needing to protect her, but he was not expect he did not expect an apology, and uh, it's sort of his irritation cooled by the remorse he felt, and without a moment's hesitation, he turned the note over and wrote, "Emerson was an ass, but he hopes you'll forgive him." And it took an, ex an, an instant for her to read it. When she did, she struggled to keep a snort. You know, thank, you, thank God Paul wasn't there. But um, she said the sound echoed around the room. So when it, you know, like you ever start laughing at an inappropriate <laughs> time and you start coughing to... Coughing to cover it up? Sort of hide that, yes. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. And uh, so, you know, Gabriel patted her back because he added into the dramatics of it. And uh, added to the missive, he says, I'm sorry I embarrassed you. I promise I will do better. You're my speed bump. You're not, you're my Beatrice. You're not a speed bump. You're my Beatrice. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's right. Oh, my gosh. So, yeah, so Julie relaxed and her features brightened and she has hesitantly reached for his baby finger and linked it into his. And this was a way to hold hands without anybody noticing it. He looked at her from the corner of his eye. Yes, the professor could be an ass, but he was sorry. <laughs> and I mean, I've done, I've done that. I, you know, I can remember on uh, different occasions. Well, you know, you're not going to sit there and actually hold hands with somebody, but you know, you, you do. You know, you'll link a finger or something like that, mm -hmm. or you know, it's, it's a nice behavior. It is connection in, in a physical way. Um, mm -hmm. Betty says, true, small displays of affection are good, but butt grabbing in public is a no-no in my book. Well, you know, I, I, I yeah, I, that's, that's kind of. Yes. Yeah. That's inappropriate. Definitely inappropriate. In many respects. I, uh, mm -hmm. I grabbed a guy's arm once in a bar when I was working, when he grabbed my backside and I mm -hmm. looked at him. I said, you do it again and you're getting thrown out. Mm -hmm. which was <laughs> shocking Just what but you, you got to kind of put them in their place but mm -hmm. i only had that happen mm -hmm. once and the, actually a bouncer came right over because he saw it happen so that, that's when you work mm -hmm. with good people um yes but ellie notes i love the way that they can bring the humor in to break the tension shell said that snort would have been me lol and actually, I'm going to be mm -hmm. curious to see how uh, Melanie pulls that off in the film. It'll be interesting to see that scene 
Anna, uh, yeah, Anna notes it's easier to write an apology and break the tension. So yes, I think sometimes the written word is is a easier way for people to to start to enter in that dialogue and communication. Ellie said, growth on Gabriel's part to admit he is still sometimes an ass. <laughs> and Anna said, that was foreplay for them. Her hand on his forearm would be nice in a lecture. So, mm -hmm. I think so, yeah. too. Yeah, it's, it, I, I like that section of this chapter. Um, kind of yeah. seeing how things and, pull, you know, pull back together. And also, you know, yeah. reaffirming that they're not going to let Krista mess come between them and you know what it, it's funny because i can i and I've, I've mentioned this on the podcast before my at my last church i purposely signed up to be a lecture because i have this fear of speaking in front of people and you know in a crowd and uh i figured the best way to attack the fear was to face mm -hmm. the fear so I signed up to be a lector at the church, and that way I could, you know, go up to read whatever it was. And um, there were many times, especially in the beginning, when when Jim was in church with me, I'd grab his I'd grab his hand or something just to to calm down, calm down, gather a little strength to when I got up mm -hmm. there. So. Mm -hmm. It's good, good to have that reassurance. Absolutely. Uh, and Shell Absolutely. notes, it was nice that Julia saw Gabriel's point of view for a change. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, it mm -hmm. is. It is. It so. really is. And saw it for his for what his actions truly were. Mm -hmm. So, yes. So, that is where we leave off this yes, week. Yes, and we'll pick that back up um, on April 8th. Um, mm -hmm. Anne is noting showing a united Mr. and Mrs. in that arena would be appropriate given that there was such a backstory. Yep. Mm -hmm. And my guess is they're, well, I guess and based on what SR, SR's responses were, it seems like they're kind of easing into it a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, and Elena, have a wonderful week yourself. She said, have a great week, everyone. I'm off to church to work on spring cleaning and preparation for Easter. Cleaning starts at started at nine, and surely I'm going to hell. He told the crew that I couldn't miss my nine a.m. <laughs> I told my crew I couldn't miss my nine a.m. commitment, and would join them at ten thirty. Almost nothing stands in the way of this podcast for me. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Oh my god, that's very nice, Elena. You're hilarious. Thank you. Great chat, ladies. That Brenda said, "Have a great week." I'll send y'all updates from Denver. Please do, Brenda. Safe travels. Do 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 do. Anna safe travels. About yes. them connecting and showing that united front because that will help dispel the rumors. Just say yes to the podcast. Mm -hmm. Shell says. <laughs> I know, Brenda. I definitely want to hear all about Denver. If I wouldn't have made this commitment uh, to be away this week. Um, I would have tried to find a way to go there. The irony is one of my friends who I'm seeing in Rhode Island or who I was supposed to see in Rhode Island actually lives in Denver. And then she had to cancel. So go figure. Um, <laughs> the gospel of Pam and Leslie. <laughs> no, it's the gospel uh -huh. of SR. We are but we That's are right. We don't. We're <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. 
Yeah, there are many times when I ask him, what is the uh, gospel according to SR today? Because after all, gospel is. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, so. Anna, have a great time at the hockey banquet Monday night, ending mm -hmm. 32 years of amateur and high school hockey. Oh, my gosh. Hopefully it will continue on in other leagues. Um, mm -hmm. Ellie said next Saturday she will be very glad to be entering spring break. Ah, oh, wonderful. Wonderful. And Brenda will sure she squeezes Andrew's arms for all of us. Please do. Good. I'm good. so happy for that entire cast and especially for Amy Dawes, the author. I just, please send them our love and regards. She just is a bunch of sunshine. Yep. Mm -hmm. You get all those hugs and you can, Brenda. So. Lori says, thank you, ladies. I appreciate you. I always listen later when I can't be here. We know you do, Lori, and keep, oh, keep, you, Lori. keep on keeping on. I know it's been hard. Um, so glad you could join the chat today. And Ellie said, there is, of course, a big winner percussion competition. So I might try to listen for the podcast for the students. Uh, and everybody's wishing you a great time, Brenda. Um, mm -hmm. And Amy is the best, Betty said, which is true. Yeah. All right, friends. What are you uh, sending so us this week, Pam? Speaking, speaking of percussion, I'm going to leave us with a little Glenn Miller, not only the percussion, but the horns. And Giesball, thank you for joining from Melbourne. I, we appreciate that. So, and it's hold on, early, and so here we go. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, uh, enjoy everyone, and thanks. Have a good week. Word from a guy who heard from the guy next door to me. The girl he met just loves to pet and it fits you to a tee. So don't sit under the apple tree with anyone else but me till I come marching home. Don't give up with those lips of yours to anyone else.